Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Allegedly True. I'm going to, I mean, every day, every time I start one of these things, it's always uh, doom and gloom into the world, the same stuff. Well, it, I mean, it's it, it's happening again. If you uh, have been paying attention, there's multiple things going on, not only across the sea, worldwide, also at home. Uh, we'll, we'll cover all of it uh, just so you are very well prepared for uh, for the impending doom, uh, for the end of times, uh, for everybody you know and love to be dead and in the ground, uh, myself included. I'm not exempt from that. I am not prepared at all. Um, as I've said in the past, I am out of shape. I, I don't eat well, don't really exercise on purpose. So, I mean, I read the news and then I talk about it. That's that's as prepared as I am going to be, but I am probably still more prepared than majority of Americans who are still glued to their cell phones and social media and whatever, because social, social media is what's going to bring us down. If there's any kind of spy or seed or, or anything that's growing in the minds of Americans and making us weak from the inside out, you know, I, I hinted at. Last time at a uh, Seagal, Steven Seagal being a, a Russian asset, I talked about how there's these factories and derailments that could be China sabotage. Uh, not really. I mean, they're they're jokes. I hope you I hope you pick that up by now. But the truth is that the real danger that's rotting us from the inside out is social media, and you, you should. I, I have very strong feelings about social media, Facebook, Instagram, everything else. You know, there's. A study done recently, this was told to me by someone very important, very well educated, that there is a study, a scientific study that links teenage, adolescent, depression and suicide, links it directly to social media, like causation, like causality. It's that, like it is, it is a cause. It's not just a meager, weak relationship. It's in the study. It's very, very, it's a strong relationship. So why is this? Well, because obviously teens are not developed enough. These adolescents, their brains are still very small, frontal lobes, cortexes, whatever, you know, brain stuff is, ha it's not developed fully. So they don't have a sense of self just yet. And I'm not a scientist, but I'm just, I'm just telling you how it is. So the, these kids, brain, they're not developed enough. When they look in the mirror, they don't know what they see. They have no sense of self, but what they can do is open up their phone, which if you have a child and you've given them a phone, no matter what age, they've seen it all. They've seen and heard it all. And it may surprise you to know that they know a lot more and have seen a lot more than you care to admit or that you yourself have seen. So anyway, I digress. So these kids are hopping on social media and it's a narcissistic practice is what it is, right? You get on there and you want to show the world what you do, what you have, what you've been doing, what you've been eating, you know, silly shit like that. And we're all supposed to pretend that we care. Uh, you know, I told y'all a, a while back that there was this lady that lives in my neighborhood with the preemie baby that she caused. It's a, But anyway, she would always get on there and say, oh, the ambulance is here for little Sarah, you know, whatever. And, and like, no one really cares no one actually gives a shit about your preemie baby. So, 
But what they'll do anyway is they'll go into the comments and they'll put their little prayer hands and they'll hashtag and they'll do whatever else it is that you, I'm not on Facebook and that's by design. That's on purpose because it's just, everything is fake. And I'm already telling you things, you know, you don't need me to tell you these things, but it's been heavy on my heart. Okay. And this is my therapy. So you are subjected to it, but these people get on there and they put out a fake life that doesn't exist unless they're like Hollywood, right? I mean, when you see Brad Pitt posting something on Instagram that he's in Bali this weekend and his toes are in the sand, that that's real. That's real life, right? But whenever Caitlin from down the street is taking a picture with a phone booth and she thinks that she's in some third world country because there's this unknown artifact to her, that's not real. And we've also entered into this world with the AI and everything else, don't get me started, of these filters. And they're getting really good. It used to be that like you you still looked shitty when you put a, a filter on, but it was like a it was like a better shitty. Now it's like you you look like a completely different person. Case in point, if you've ever met Kylie Jenner in person, I have not. Don't plan on it. But if you have, or if you've happened to see her, you know, caught off guard by a paparazzi or, or a camera of some sort, you'll know that she looks nothing like how she presents herself on Instagram and other social media websites. In fact, there's been a push that they should label, if you've doctored or edited a photo to make yourself look better, then you should be labeling it. That's one of the pushes they're making, right? What I'm trying to tell you is prepare, if you have stock in Facebook or in Meta or whatever else social media platform has gone public, pull the money out now. It's not gonna last very much longer because people are gonna start catching wind they're going to start taking cell phones away from their children and banning them. And TikTok's already on the edge. Uh, that thing is about to go, uh, you know, bottoms up. They're about to just go. They're about to sail down the river. They're going to go back to China. And again, that's what I'm talking about. You put a camera in front of these kids' faces on a phone, and then China now has everything. They have their face. They have their voice. They have their irises. Um, don't be, you know, unlock your phone with your fingerprint. They got that too. They have everything. So when they send little clones, right, they're going to swoop in and they're going to replace your child with a Chinese clone that won't look Chinese, obviously. It'll look like your child, but everything has been adapted from this clone, from everything that they've gotten from TikTok and whatever else stupid stuff your child is on. And then these children will grow up and they will build their own army and they will march across the soils of free America and they will take us all over. I've said it. It is... March 23rd, 2023, come back in 10 years and tell me if I'm right. So anyway, social media, the death of us, um, that's only one of the leading causes of death here in America. So the uh, so, what else is going on besides my stupid little rant on social media? Well, the beginning of World War III. You say that all the time. I know I say that all the time, but you can't ignore what's in the news, right? I mean, like stupid ass North Korea, Okay. They've already learned their lesson once, and they're wanting to come forward again, right? But North Korea has claimed that just one day, just like one day, 800,000 people signed up for their army. Not only just 800,000 you know, people, but 800,000 students and workers. Like just on a Friday, 800,000 people got up and volunteered. Now, this is, this is what we're getting reported from across the way, right? They are saying, hey, one day we had 800,000 citizens, if that's what you want to call them, woke up. They're actually prisoners, okay? These people are eating grass or eating their own children. It is 
insane. North Korea is out of control. And they're, they expect us to believe that 800,000 people just woke up one day and expressed their desire to enlist or re-enlist into the military. And why are they doing this? Well, it's to counter us. It's to counter the United States because they're mad that we do joint drills with South Korea. And again, it's like, listen, there was a war a, a while back. Okay. There, there was a war in between World War II and Vietnam. Okay. It was called the Korean War. And um, we, I guess you can't really say we won that one. Uh, wasn't really ours to begin with. Seems like there's a trend of that uh, going on in our history. But, um, you know, we, we, we finally settled it with this DMZ, this line, the demilitarized zone. That's all the pictures you see of these blue little huts and uh, North and South Korean soldiers standing on either end, just eyeballing each other with the cool shades. You know, that's that's what happened. So they already got it handed to them once. Okay. They decided to go a completely different way. South Korea. Okay. They went a completely different way. Thank you for Samsung. Thank you for Kia, maybe. But thank you for all these, you know, microchips and, and technology that now are useful here. What has North Korea produced besides a pretty badass film by Seth Rogen and uh, the other guy? You know what I'm talking about. The interview. So that's the only thing really that we can thank North Korea for is for our own entertainment because they're not exporting anything half like no homes have electricity. Like I said, they're eating bugs off the ground. It's a third world country. I saw a video the other day of this like K-pop group, right? And if you know what that is, you're a weirdo. I only know it because I, I'm here for you. That's why. But it's like a big thing, right? Everybody loves this. The young kids are all about it. And you would think K, which stands for Korean, Korean pop is big over in Korea. So huge, you know, breaking down barriers. We sent this like um, like there's boy bands and then there's girl bands, I guess, in K-pop. So it's like an all girl ensemble and they get up there and they're doing their fun little dances and singing their songs about what I don't know. It sounded very cheerful. Uh, and, and they're performing this in North Korea of all places, probably just like a guise to make them look somewhat normal, but we know better. And the people that were in the audience were just like etched from stone. Like when the, when the COVID was happening and they had all those like paper cutouts of people in like baseball stands and stuff, like that's what it looked like. But these people were 3d. So you had real people that were cut from stone, just like sitting there blank face staring. Like you would think that they were in the middle of a funeral or others, some other kind of mournful service or you know, listening to Joe Biden talk. So that's what it looked like was going on because these people had no emotions on their face. It was just blank, blank stares, not a smile in the crowd. If you've seen a North Korean smile, you really didn't. They're actually from South Korea. So that's what we're dealing with. So this, this very peppy group of people in North Korea, very excitable people, 800,000 of them decided to join. And it's because we're doing joint military exercise with South Korea, which we've been doing for a long time. Like they just now decided to get pissy on it. Like there's been three generations of oons or whatever the guy's name is, right? There's been three generations since then. And he's now the one that has a problem, but to make things a little more scarier for you, in case you weren't already hearing that there's 800,000 North Koreans getting ready to fight America. And I'm, and I'm being wholly sarcastic. If that does frighten you, just lay your head on your pillow at night and go to sleep because they're not a threat. I said it. So 
but they have started to develop a nuclear program. They have a new ICBM intercontinental ballistic missile, uh, the Hwasong 17 nailed it. So they have one of those, they have a few and apparently they're, you know, shooting these around, firing them and testing them. And, and everybody's really upset about it because it also violates, um, well, get this, it violates the rules of a group that North Korea is not a part of. So that's one thing that I love about this globalization that we have is we've formed these unions, these groups, you know, the EU, uh, yeah, the EU, NATO, whatever other kind of alliances that we, we have. Uh, oh, yeah, the United Nations, the UN, their Security Council uh, drafted a resolution that said that they, they, can't, they can't have nuclear weapons. And that doesn't make sense because North Korea is not part of the UN. They're not part of anything. They're themselves, just like by themselves on their little Korean peninsula, only half of it. But the UN said, oh, you can't do this. You think they care? You think like I mean who's gonna who's gonna stop them? I mean if you go if you go to high school over in this county and there's another county with another high school and that that high school tries telling you the rules of like it it doesn't work that way. That was a shitty analogy. I get it, but like that that's basically what it is. It's like someone who's not your parent trying to tell you what to do. It just doesn't make sense. So they're gonna do it anyway. So they did and they built these missiles and now they're firing them like we care. We don't because first of all it's gonna be South Korea's problem. And then uh, eventually we'll probably have to join in because that's what that's what we do. So um, all the things that happened between China and Russia and Ukraine. Now North Korea has entered the chat. Now we're moving in that direction. So but on the Ukrainian front, here's what's interesting, right? We have been funneling money. Funneling is a good word. We have been dumping money to Ukraine. Billions, I'm probably exaggerating, but billions of dollars into Ukraine. We've sent them tanks. We've sent them weapons. I, I think we've sent them all kinds of stuff, right? And then we're not even involved. We just don't like Russia. And I'm not making a statement for the United States. I'm just saying I I don't think we like Russia. So we supplied and we we funded this war in Ukraine. And I don't know how, how it's going. And no one knows how, how it's going, except for those that are running the war, because you know, everything that I've told y'all and everything that I've read has been like, oh man, Russia is having a tough time. They're pulling tanks from World War II out of storage. They're digging them up out of the ground and, you know, they're, they're drafting 17 year olds and there's little babies in preschool that they're teaching how to throw a grenade because that's how long this war is going to be. And, you know, we're going to need an army soon because this one's getting decimated. We, we don't really know if that's what's happening because we live in a world of propaganda. It, including myself, I guess, because I'm just the middleman. I read it and I, and I read it back to you essentially, right? I just try to put a spin on it, I guess. So anyway, we're funneling money to uh, president Zelensky over there in Ukraine. And we kind of see it as like a, like a Robin hood, you know, like a, like a Goliath. Uh, who was that guy? You, you know, the, the, David and Goliath, that's it. We, we look at it as like a David and Goliath kind of thing. You know, the, the little country of Ukraine fighting the big Russian empire, you know, the big, massive superpower of Russia. And everything we've read says it doesn't look too great for Russia. But every time that you put Zelensky in front of a microphone, he, you know, shouts glory to Ukraine, um, starts weeping, sobbing. Um, his wife nowhere to be seen. 
Uh, he himself, a comedian, elected, uh, is crying at the podium, standing ovations from the EU, the UN, NATO, the United States, wherever we can put him in front of people. People are just crying and weeping for President Zelensky. But I'll tell you what, this dude, this dude's a cold, hard bitch. Okay. And I don't mean bitch in like a, like a, you know, wussy kind of way, if that's a word we still use. Um, but he said that Ukrainians would not forgive or forget an accused invading Russian troops of deliberate murder. Well, that that's a that's a fun way of saying war. Um, yeah, when you invade a country, you're deliberately murdering people. Now I get it. Uh, you know, it's not great to go walking around and shooting you know randos in the head. You can't you can't do that. No one says that you should. Uh, and that's probably happening. We don't know because we're not there, but it's probably happening because that's what war is. But that, I mean, war is deliberate murder. So whatever. That's a that's a sweet way of putting it. But, um, you know, Zelensky said, quote, there will be no quiet place on earth for you except for the grave. Ooh, very. Very deliberate words from poor President Zelensky. It's like someone flipped a, a switch. It was like he was going on some campaign for money. And then once he reached a certain threshold and he got enough money, he got enough tanks and enough airplanes and bombs and guns. That's when he flips and goes, <laughs> not so sad anymore. I will now deliberately murder every Russian I come up against. Man, woman, child. They, we will burn them to the ground. Scorched earth. So now it's not looking so great over there, right? Now it's looking like you got these two dudes in a pissing match and now they're calling their friends over. You know, I saw this video of a guy who is in a Romanian prison right now. I'm not going to say his name, but uh, he was talking about like, if you're at a bar and your buddy gets hit, what are you going to do? Like someone just walks up and hit your buddy in the face. What are you going to do? Are you going to stand there and try to like figure out like, Oh, what's going on? Like, you know, wh why did you get hit in the face? What did you say? What did you do? Or are you going to jump to it and just hit the guy back all out pandemonium? And then afterwards figure out what's going on, right? You're going to jump to your friend's defense first. That was the reasoning. Um, he's in prison now, um, trafficking people. So if that was any kind of suggestion or, Whatever from him, I would grain of salt with that one. But anyway, that's exactly what's happening over in Ukraine and Russia is Russia is now kind of getting, you know, slapped around a little bit. At least that's what it looks like. And now China has visited. China has now gone to uh, Xi Ping or whatever his name is. Winnie the Pooh um, has now gone up to Russia and they had this cute little meeting where Putin's face didn't change. Like at all. And. The president from China, whatever his Xi, Xi Zing, Xi P, whatever, was saying some very nice things, calling him his best friend, BFF. It was really cute. They probably took pictures together, but uh, Putin just didn't seem to give a damn. They, But the whole point is it was showing the strength of the relationship between China and Russia. So, and we've already discussed that. So you already know what that is. But now you, you're talking about we're growing. We have Zelensky who's pissed off now. He's got enough money that he can do some real damage. And you have China that is now teaming up with Russia officially, right? And then now North Korea is upset. So it's like it's everywhere and, and everything all at once. Is that an Academy Award? So we are on the brink of World War III. Again, March 23rd, 2023. Yep, that was right. That's where we're at. So 
come talk to me later. We'll figure it out. We'll see where we stand several months, a couple of years from now, but it's not looking great. Right. I don't know if you remember, but in um, w- during the World War One period, you know, the early 1900s, some uh, Duke Ferdinand or whoever got murdered, got murked, um, I think in like Austria or something. Right. And that's all it took. That was the flashpoint. That was the straw that broke the camel's back to use a couple of cool phrases that mean the same thing. Uh, that was what drove everybody to World War One. Now, again, that happened in Europe. So, like, we're sitting over here across the what is it? The Atlantic. And like, we shouldn't really give a damn, but at some point we were like, "Mm, better go over there and sort things out. And we did. And we won. Well, well documented world war two, some, some hard feelings, I guess, some hurt feelings from that previous war. And some guy decided, "Mm, I don't like the way this country is being run. I'm going to take it over. We're going to change everything. I'm going to, I'm going to install myself as the dictator, as the Fuhrer. Right. And I'm going to start collecting these countries that should have been part of the German empire to begin with. This sounds eerily familiar. And he starts swallowing up these countries and everybody across the sea, including the UK is like, Oh, could you stop? And he's like, yeah, 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 I'll stop. Swallow. He gets another one. They're like, okay, 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 for for real now. Can you, can you stop? And he's like, yeah, 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 I'll stop. Swallow, get another, get another country. Boop. And will you, okay, that's enough. So then they, they launch a a war. France didn't, didn't fare so well. Uh, Again, America had to come in, step in and uh, bing, bang, boom. We changed things. Uh, Then there's the Pacific that happened with, with Japan, but, but that's where the, these allies are coming in, right? You had the Axis and the allies and the Axis forces, you had Italy and Germany and, and Japan, like these very, just very distinctly culturally different powers that are combining together to rape and pillage. And that's that's what we're seeing now, almost to a T, almost to a T. I mean, we're setting it up. I, I said last time that even the president predicted that if we sent tanks over, that'd be World War III. It turns out the old man was right. It turns out the old man was right. So batten down the hatches. I keep saying it, go get some five-gallon buckets, maybe some, some sandbags, uh, a weapon or two, watch a YouTube video. Um, go get a bow or something. Learn learn to hunt because everything's about to go come to a complete standstill because all the factories that make cars and all the the butchers and the slaughterhouses that are being ran by twelve year olds in Tennessee now uh, are going to come to a complete halt. They're going to be grinded to a halt, right? Because those twelve year olds that are washing the blood off of the uh, the pig slaughter flo- floor, uh, they're going to have to start making hand grenades. They're going to have to start making tanks, uh, whatever else. You know, uh, there's going to be children on oil rigs out in the middle of the ocean now. And to be honest, it's about time. Okay. I've seen the whatever horizon Mark Wahlberg movie where he's on the, the big thing out in the ocean, whatever disaster strikes. Right. I mean, if you threw a couple kids in there, it would change the story completely. Maybe for the better. I don't, it certainly would have made for better entertainment. I never actually saw the movie, so I can't say that, but I'm a fan of Marky Mark. Um, before he even became an actor, I'm, I'm just a fan. So anything he makes, anything he touches turns to gold. I'm just saying if there, if we had changed the child labor laws earlier, then maybe I would think about having kids finally and, and make a few bucks on the side of what I'm doing here. That's not profitable. So anyway, I digress. If we, if we threw, you know, we're going to get thrown into this world war. Uh, we're going to give it some time. Like we always do historically, we sit it out, we wait until people are basically begging us. Uh, to come fight. And then we will 
Don't worry about North Korea, though. Th- that 800000 it's really nothing, right? I mean, it's like taking the high school seniors to the kindergarten group, get like five seniors, get like, you know, uh, the the linebackers from the from the varsity football team and tell them to go into the little uh, kindergarten hallway and tell them just to, you know, kick ass. That that's that's a terrible analogy. That's a really bad analogy, but that's that's what we're looking at in North Korea. Because if you've taken the time, and I would highly suggest on your next YouTube rabbit hole to look up North Korean training military videos, I think they just released one. It's a joke. Now, don't get me wrong. The commercials that we put forward for the U.S. military, they're a joke as well, right? Um, but but this is especially bar- embarrassing because it's like those kids you know, who are 82 pounds and they get on their TikTok app and they try to like you know, break a stick over their head or like, you know, punch a tree to look tough. And it just, it's just, it's just embarrassing. It's great to watch, but it's embarrassing for that person. They just don't know it yet. So what's going to happen? There's going to be another world war. We may not, I hope we call it world war three, just because in the line of things, third ones are usually pretty decent. Um, This one could have some dire consequences though. So, you know, invest in some of those anti-radiation pills, the ones I talked about a while back, and, uh, you know, hold on to your horses, hold on to your hats. But while things are shaken up overseas, we got our own problems here on the home front to deal with. And it wouldn't be a story unless Donald Trump was involved. And I am pleased to report this one involves Donald Trump. Uh, again, if you're if you're on any kind of media you've heard that there's a pending indictment because apparently allegedly he paid uh, stormy Daniels, the porn star, some hush money. Right. And also included in this whole uh, investigation into Trump, you know, they're talking about how he tried to cling to power after the 2020 election cling to power. You know, we talk about phrases that may not be the best. I mean, he did incite, you know, a, uh, insurrection he tried didn't work but still wasn't that peaceful exchange of power that we're used to seeing here in the United States it got a little dicey and a little hairy at times but anyway that's part of it on top of these uh these classified documents that they found in Mar-a-Lago his you know <clears throat> multi-billion dollar resort basically that he lives on so all these charges are are looming over Trump's head. And what's fascinating is that he didn't learn his lesson the first time, right? The last time he said, we have to stop the, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, because uh, I wasn't there, but he said something about, you know, let's, we got to stop this election. We can't let this happen. We got to take America back. And in so many words, next thing we know, the Capitol's getting broken into and uh, a man with a what was that? A bison hat or something stupid wearing no shirt charging to the Capitol. Some schizophrenic is now on the floor of the Senate. So that's what we got last time. And while Elon Musk reinstated everybody on Twitter, uh, apparently Trump's not too big on that because he started his own social media called truth. I haven't looked at it. Uh, my buddy who I am going to eventually have on here, hopefully is invested heavily in truth, I think is what it's called truth or something, but that's Trump's social media. And it's basically a Twitter. It's the same thing from what I understand. And he released this long truth 
I guess, I mean, you call him a tweet for Twitter, but so whatever. He releases this thing where he like literally, and I'm not even like paraphrasing. Well, I am paraphrasing, but I'm not mentioning words here. He literally said to protest, if he gets indicted to protest and people are losing their minds as they should, because we saw what happened a couple of years ago on January 6th. Right. He called for some stuff and and it happened. He's going to call for some stuff now. And there is people on either side. There's about to be an all out clash in New York City and these major suburban areas, major metropolitan areas. Um, undoubtedly, there's going to be demonstrations and protests. Things are things are probably going to burn down. Right. Which would be a funny flip on the things that, you know, because historically people that support Trump are, are right. Some of the ones that are still supporting now are a little far right. And then they were the ones that were pointing at their TV and shouting, why are they burning things on these protests against whatever, right? Now they're going to be the one. She was on the other foot now. I'm just calling it March 23rd, 2023. Uh, Let's see how it unfolds moving forward. So old Trump's expected to get indicted uh, from New York. There's been some nasty things because I think he wants to run again. But um, let's, 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 let's hope not. Also, on the home front, and this isn't even like a political thing, but there's certain cities that just aren't doing great at, at being cities. Last week, we talked about uh, Miss Lori Lightfoot, right? The, the mayor or former mayor <laughs> of Chicago. And we saw under her tutelage, under her wisdom, her guidance, her gentle hand, we saw that Chicago plummeted to the depths and that their numbers of homicides skyrocketed up and carjackings, violent carjackings. So, you know, when you have city officials that are just like not good, not competent, then it creates a a dangerous environment. And like, we're trying to pay attention to the Ukraine war. We don't have time to deal with the homeless people setting up camp on my front lawn. That's not hyperbole. In Portland, Oregon, this is actually happening, and it's fantastic. I love it because people have have their priorities a little skewed, right? You would think if you're a city official, then your job is to protect your constituents, and your constituents are typically people that have some kind of stake in the city, whether they're business owners um, or even people that are visiting, but most importantly, the people that live there, the people that pay property taxes and live in your city, that's who you should be responsible for. Not the bum that decides to park his RV on the street and just like run his black water hose out onto some poor guy's front lawn. Right. And again, this isn't hyperbole. This is actually happening in Portland, Oregon. So in Portland, Oregon, a community is on edge after a homeless man attacked a resident and a growing homeless encampment encroaches on the neighborhood. Okay, they interviewed some lady named Gwen. All right, Gwen, who lives in Portland, said, quote, it is terrifying. People scream at you, yell at you and threaten you. Yeah, Gwen, that's what happens when you have mentally ill homeless people who are coping by shooting meth into their face. And then they just shit in the streets. They have nothing better to do than scream at you and yell at you. And half the time, they're probably not even screaming at you or yelling at you. They're screaming to the person that they think is behind you. Or they are screaming at the person that is you, but they think that you're a demon coming to steal their soul, right? Or to set them on fire. They look up in the sky and the drones are telling them to lay in the street. This is happening in Portland and Gwen can't handle it. Gwen can't handle 
and she's mad. Okay. She's not the other one. She said, and I got a picture of Gwen. Um, she looks like she means well. Uh, she described this area as a quote, leave it to beaver style neighborhood. I'm too young to know what that, I know what leave it to beaver is, all right? I'm not stupid. I just don't know enough about it to have any kind of mental image of what she's trying to recreate in my stupid brain. But behind Gwen in this photo is an RV and the RV has got all kinds of camping stools and bicycles and it's like got a tarp over it because of course it does. Uh, it looks like it's actually two RVs, right? And then of course you have to have, it wouldn't be a homeless camp without the shopping carts. There's a couple of shopping carts filled with whatever, just a meth induced crazed, you know, street treasure pickup. And it's, it's on the sidewalk and there's a propane tank that's probably filled with urine. It's, and it, and it looks terrible. And poor Gwen is struggling to bring a smile to her face. She said, we never had any issues until the tents started moving in. She is now scared to leave her home and get her mail. Don't worry about it. The homeless people are getting your mail. So you don't have to worry about that because they're getting your mail for you. It's in that, it's in that trailer. It's in that RV. Um, so of course she, she's recounting this event where she said we would call the police and they would say, of course, these are dispatchers, not police officers. You know, do you want us to come out? And she said, yes, we want you to come out. That's a stupid question, but it's not really, but it's not because you see, I can just tell you from experience, um, well, not even from experience, just from being a human being in America, police deal with things that are happening that are illegal, right? Crime is what we label that police deal with crime. They take people to jail for committing crime. Uh, recently they've been tasked with dealing with the mentally unwell, right? And so but that's not illegal. It's not illegal to be mentally unwell. And in Portland, it's not illegal to be high on drugs either, right? Because there was another man that they uh, interviewed. His name is Joven. That's his problem. But he said he obviously, or he often sees homeless people that are OD and overdosing in the street. So he, he said that there was one time he was at the window holding a six-month-old and he saw the fire department come and bring a man back to life. And he said, that is it. So he called the police and their answer was, drugs are decriminalized. We can't do anything. He said, I live in a city where I don't feel safe. Well, let me give you a tip, Joven. If you live in a meth-filled environment, right, with homeless people that are covering the streets, don't stand in front of your window with your six-month-old. Board it up and just recluse yourself inside. Get Instacart. Get some poor, you know, poor bum to bring you your groceries. I don't mean bum in the homeless sense. Just some poor guy who has to brave the streets of Portland. Have him or her bring you your groceries. DoorDash, Uber Eats. There are ways that you can not leave your house, right? Just quit your job, remote in or remote somewhere, find a job where you don't ever have to leave your house because that is your best option in Portland, Oregon. They decriminalize drugs. And while that sounds great and I'm all for it, you can do what you want. I don't care what you put in your body. If you decide to put a, a crack rock up your nose and then smash your face against a bus and then just let it all go, I don't care. Drop dead in the streets. I don't care. It's your body. You do what you want. You're a human being. Make your own decisions. But... People are just moving into this Portland neighborhood, right? And it's probably a nice one. I don't know. I mean, probably not. It's in Portland. But you know what I'm saying? These people are moving in and they're creating what I like to call open drug scenes where you can just look out your window like poor little Joven in the six-month-old 
and you can just see needles, you can see blue lips, you can see sunken in eyes, and you can see, as Gwen pointed out, the person screaming and yelling in the streets, right? The person who has no clothes on, running rampant, smashing his head into people's windows and trying to drink from your garden hose or your faucet or whatever. They're breaking into homes. They're starting fires. How else are they supposed to get warm, right? So people are terrified in Portland. That is what is happening. People aren't feeling safe. Uh, one person, who is this? Clausen? I don't know who this is. Some guy named Clausen said, uh, oh, she was awoken by a man that she didn't know standing over her in bed. In a panic, she sprayed the intruder with bug spray and threw a hammer at him until he fled out the front door. A couple of questions I have. Why are you sleeping with bug spray and a hammer? Oh, the answer is that there's blue-lipped, overdosed fentanyl just creatures outside, zombies that are breaking into your house. That's why you sleep with bug spray and a hammer because in Portland, you probably aren't allowed to own a gun, I would assume... Because it had that happened in other states, that quote-unquote intruder probably would have just gotten uh, his, his grape peeled back, right? It's a dark tunnel, no light, absolutely helpless. Absolutely helpless is what uh, Gwen said. She feels absolutely helpless. But, I mean, if you don't want, okay, people have different ideas of what is fun. And apparently Glosson does not have a fantasy of some guy standing over her when she's awoken in a fright and she has to reach for the bug spray and hammer me personally. It sounds like a regular Tuesday night. sounds like a good time. I don't know who you are. You are now standing over my bed. I, I think, I think you, I think your eyes are going in different directions and you look like you haven't eaten in three weeks. Just, just bring it in. I, there's plenty of room. We'll figure it out. Right. That sounds like the responsible thing to do. I'd certainly wouldn't spray them with bug spray or a hammer, but I also own guns. So there's that. Anyway, moving on. What else is happening? Oh, guess what? Another fire broke out at a chemical plant in Texas. I'm just going to glaze past this one because we already know that they're coming for us. We already know that China is setting fires. They're derailing trains and Steven Seagal is just wringing his hands like the villain he is. If you see him on the front lines, tell him I said hello. Um, what is the other threat that is threat that is that is on the brink of tearing our our very social and moral and cultural fabric apart? I mean, I sleep under a blanket of freedom that those who have fought and died for this country represent. And who is who is who who is it that could possibly be endangering our lives? As Americans, who is it? What group of people am I losing sleep over? I lay in bed at night, wide eyed, brain unable to rest. I have to drink myself into a stupor because I just am so at unease. I'm so uneased and just disgusted with what is happening in America. Not really, because again, I don't care. But what people are upset about. These, these drag storytellers, by drag, I mean uh, men dressing in women's clothing, okay? It's all for good fun. Um, mind your business. But anyway, Florida being in the news, that you can't, you can't do that anymore, apparently. Now, 
usually we like to look at history as repeating itself. There is a Mark Twain quote that I think I've said on here before that history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. And back in the day, in fact, not that long ago, um, it was illegal to be a homosexual and to engage in that, uh, into, in those quote unquote activities, I guess you could say, um, cross dressing, as they said, or dressing in drag nowadays, that was illegal. You could go to jail, right? The same police in Portland that don't care about the people ODing and writhing in the streets like bugs. They in the past would have taken you for jail if you were a man and you were wearing women's clothing. But now in this age of tolerance, we've moved past that. We have become enlightened. It is now no longer illegal to be a member of the LGBTQ community. It's not illegal anymore. But now the pendulum is swinging the other way. And we're starting to see Florida and I think Tennessee, some other states are starting to make laws where it is illegal for these drag story hours or whatever. Right. And not only are they trying to write it into legislation, there's also mass protests. Right. And I'm looking at a crowd of this mass protest and I can tell you awful lot of honkies in that crowd. I also see a biker jacket. I'm not surprised. Right. But, and again, I kind of talked about this the other day, but it just, it doesn't make sense to me because if you are so upset, right. Okay. Let's just say you live in Portland, Oregon, right. And you decide to take a walk. You decide to get your family and go into town. And after you're done stepping over the dead bodies in your front lawn with blue lips and sunken eyes, um, and after you're done sweeping the rest of the fentanyl off your front porch, you finally make it into the city square and you say, hmm, over at this library or bookstore, there seems to be some kind of event going on. What's happening? And you make your way through the crowd and you start noticing oh, these people are wearing masks and they have guns. They don't say police on the side. Oh, this guy's got where that's a lot of white people here. What are we doing? You know, did I miss, did I miss the meeting notification? I don't, and then you realize that there's men inside this shop that are dressed as women, uh, with a bunch of makeup on, right. And they're trying to read uh, good night moon to some children. I don't know. It's the only child's book I can think of right now. You have a couple choices to make. You can be outraged and you can join the crowd of masked vigilantes and protest, or you can say, this doesn't affect me if I keep walking. Even if you have a small child, I promise you, you can walk by and no one will do any harm to you. At least no physical violence will incur, maybe from the people out in the streets with guns and masks on, but the people inside the building that are trying to read Goodnight Moon are gonna, aren't, aren't going to physically assault you. I don't think that that's happened. I've never heard of a person in drag um, if there's a term for that, I don't know what it is, but I've never heard of that being a suspect in an assault for one, it's pretty conspicuous for two. It just doesn't happen, right? They're not there to cause violence. And I know that there's the moral panic and there's the moral outrage of, we are allowing these children to be groomed by these predators and whatever conjunction, whatever there is, it's gross and it's inflammatory. And I'm not here for it. Okay. I don't, I don't buy into this, but again, I'm looking at this crowd and I don't know what their protest, what's is it? Protesters clash with drag queen story hour members at an event in Ohio. 
on March 11th. Okay. Well, we've already marked Ohio off the travel list, but you know, here's another reason. And one of the signs on this, on the side of the protesters who are protesting the, the drag story hour, um, one of the signs is whites against grooming. It's kind of an odd, <laughs> it's kind of an odd statement to make that we had to make that sign, uh, racial. It is in black and, uh, yellow lettering. Uh, it's a black background, uh, with yellow letters. And I, I think that's like the proud boy colors, right? And if I, if memory serves me correct, I think that that may be a white supremacist group. I don't know. I don't know if you subscribe, you can, you can tell me somewhere else on Twitter or something that I'm wrong. I'm just going to tell you, I don't care. So that's, that's who we have on this side of the protest line is people who are, um, whites are against grooming. I mean, I, I get it because the crowd is only white. Um, there may be a black man in the background. I think he's just walking by. He's probably walking by and uh, laughing contemptuously at this group of, of uh, just the silliness that's unfolding in front of him, probably. That's what I mean. That's what I would suspect. So just a bunch of silliness around that. So, But it goes back to what I was saying a couple weeks ago is if Drag Queen Story Hour offends you that much, then don't go. And if you have children, don't take your children. It's not that difficult of a concept to wrap, wrap, your, wrap your head around, right? I mean, there's people lining up, like I said, with guns and masks and, right, and everything else. But if you as a parent or as an American citizen, if this, if this bothers you to your core as an American, first of all, build a bridge, get over it. Second, don't go. Because if you're so worried about children being groomed, first of all, mind your business because they're not your kids. If those parents want their kids to get groomed, then they're going to get groomed. Okay. But that's not even the issue. The issue is that you're choosing something to get upset about. And it's something that no one else really, except for the few do care about. So give yourself the peace of mind. Don't go. If you hear that there's a drag story hour going on in your town, then don't go. stay home that day. And if you live in Portland, Oregon, just hope that the blue-lipped, sunken-eyed homeless person fueled on fentanyl doesn't come knocking at your door seeing if he can rummage through your trash. I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're doing. But if you decide to step over the bodies in your front lawn in Portland, Oregon, and you decide to go to the bookstore and you notice that there's a drag queen story hour and you are so deeply offended and it shakes you to your core, then pick another bookstore because I don't think Barnes & Noble is supporting the drag story hour. So if it so offends you go there, plus they have Starbucks. So I will, however, come off my high horse and, uh, leave it at, leave it to rest there because the world is falling apart overseas, right? People are, uh, their houses are getting bombed, right? Uh, 800,000 North Koreans, are not volunteering for the army. Uh, there, it is pandemonium, pandemonium in Asia and in Europe. We are quickly approaching World War III. Even the president thinks so, if that was a coherent thought that he had. But the good thing at least we can take solace in is while the rest of the world is fighting for their lives and for their country, 
we at least are keeping ourselves honest and rigidly adhering to the American ideals and protesting. That's why you don't wear a watch when you're doing these things. Uh, we are protesting what is grabbing and tearing apart our fabric of freedom. And that is people who choose to dress and drag and read books to children. The world is falling apart. Say a prayer for me, say a prayer for the rest of us. And hopefully I'll see you again next week on Allegedly True.